Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Hey, it's our midweek show. Craig and I just hang out, talk news, sometimes have guests on. Um, last week we had Allison Ward on from the Dispatch. Um, check our social media. We'll announce our more special guests. Um, we don't have one at the moment. We're taping this last Wednesday. But, hey, it's fun. Craig's sticking around. Craig, how are you today? I'm doing well, Chris. How are you? Not bad. Hey, uh, our friends of Hope Interrupted, they decided to take a couple weeks off. Well-deserved rest. Uh, they've been playing out very good stuff here on the Ohioan. And we're doing, hey, we told you, we promised you, we'd have at least one show a day. So <laughs> I'm sure this could frustrate a lot of people. Uh, no Byron and Jennifer, you've got me and Craig. And I, I can tell a lot of people are cussing right now going, where's my <laughs> Byron and Jennifer? Well, they're going to be back in two weeks. Calm down, relax. So we're we're sitting at least for this week. It might be next week too, but hey, enjoy. We're, we're gonna try to have a little bit of fun here with you. Yeah. And, and Craig, I had gripe at first. Um, I mean, we to talk about this for the past couple weeks, and we got distracted with some other news of the day. Uh, these telemarketers are getting worse. Um, honestly, I'm getting, and maybe it's because I have no friends and nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. I don't get that many calls from people anymore. <laughs> Probably of all the calls I get, like 15% are from Craig or family or work or something. And 85% is telemarketers. Are, are you the same or am I just a loser? Yeah, I mean, not not as much probably, but I'm actually surprisingly getting like spam text messages now too. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe I don't get as many telemarketers, but yeah, I mean, you still get some of those weird calls or. Of course, I think we all can relate to the uh, car insurance uh, quotes and things like that that people always send out. But, yeah, I'm getting a fewer calls but more text messages, which is kind of surprising. Thankfully, I get, like, a notification that says just, you know, spam detected, and then it's just kind of archived for me. So I don't even have to look at it unless I really want to look at it. And, uh, you know, so I guess I would prefer the text messages over the calls. What's your phone provider? I have Verizon, and I have a, a Google Pixel phone. And my Google Pixel, I don't know if the Google Pixel does it, but, yeah, I get, you know, some spam text messages, so they just automatically reroute it, essentially. I put my phone down somewhere. I don't have it right next to me. I don't get the spam detected. Because, see, here's what happens. I get, I got a 330 area code, because I haven't changed it since I lived in Canton. In Columbus, we're 614 down here. And these telemarketers, I don't know what they call it, but they can change a number. 
So it used to be like if somebody called you from the Philippines or wherever they call you from, you know, it's this weird number. And you're like, oh, I don't know anybody from there. Hang up or right. ignore. Now, like here in Columbus, they'll call you from a 614 number. Right. And I'm thinking, man, is it like a local store? Did I win a radio contest? You know, you're, you're less likely to hang up because you might not recognize the number, but you're like, yeah. man, maybe it's somebody from work or my church or whatever the case would be. Better yeah. answer that. I pick it up and it's you know boom telemarketer and hey we we live in a great diverse area love diversity here in Columbus but when you pick up the phone and it sounds like some sweatshop you know telemarketing place you know the people aren't from Columbus I'll put it that way right so it's just all tough it sucks well, it's funny because you know I, I I know what you mean with the phone calls because sometimes you're like ooh should I answer this I will say this though. My policy has always been, unless someone from my phone book or it's a, it's a call that I'm sort of expecting, and one of the good things is, too, is if it's a local business, like if uh, CVS Pharmacy calls me, I don't necessarily have CVS Pharmacy in my phone, but when it comes up and they call me, it almost is, it's almost as if it just uses the algorithm and it says, okay, this is CVS calling you, even though you don't have it saved in your phone as CVS, which is pretty nice, but my policy has always been... I don't answer it right away unless it's someone I know, or it might reroute and say, "Hey, this is a business calling you. If you're expecting a phone call, you know, from CVS or whatever, so I'll answer it." But otherwise, I just let it go to voicemail. And if it's someone that needs to talk to me, they'll leave a voicemail, and I will be able to listen to the voicemail and I'll get back to them. So that's always been my policy: is if someone really needs to talk to me, or you know, if the Arabian prince really needs my social security number, they'll leave a message for me and I can listen to it and delete it or call someone back based on whatever message they leave me. So I think, it, you know, I know what you mean, though. You always get a little nervous, like, OK, there's a number. I might be a friend. It might be this. Well, they can leave a voicemail and you can call them back in three minutes is how I look at it. Well, I like that premise because I do a lot of Googling with phone numbers. So if somebody calls me. I don't know if it's a 614. I might Google that number. If I say, oh, it's a school. Like, here's the other thing. And, and again, if you're listening to this at home, you're probably like, man, this Chris, what a schmuck. Because I don't enter in, like, Google has a nice way where you can put somebody's number in. Craig, I don't even have your number in. I, I remember, like, you, you're <laughs> under Fremont. So I look up under Fremont and say, oh, that's Craig. I'll give him a call. Yeah. I need to put Craig's number. I mean, I don't ignore your calls, but sometimes I feel I'm sitting, well, sometimes I'm sitting there going, I need to call Craig. I'm like, oh man, I don't know his number. And <laughs> uh, I probably message people 50 times asking for a number. So I, I need to keep bear track of my phone numbers in my phone. So mm -hmm. I can say, oh, it's Brandon. Oh, it's Craig. Oh, it's my school or my wife or whatever the case might be. I don't so do that. Like you don't show. have your wife's phone number. Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm already going to get in trouble because I'm about ready to drop a story in the end that I almost dropped during our Frasier podcast, but I'm like, why are we talking about this during Frasier? But you mentioned it. It's going to come up, and honey, and I'm, I'm not calling Craig, honey. I'm just calling my wife, Becky, honey. If you get mad, blame Craig. This Craig brought up. It's Craig's fault. <laughs> well, yeah, so first of all, I need to understand the numbers. And yes, I'm not going to type in every number of everybody in the world, but you say, okay, who are the 50 people most likely to call you? Or who's 50 people that you're going to know? That you're right. like, all right, it's an important person for whatever reason. You put their number in. It's a shame on me I haven't done that. If I do that, I'd probably correct my problem. 
But I like your idea about unless you're like, oh, Chris is calling, I need to talk. Okay, let me pick up right away. I like the fact that goes to voicemail. You don't need to be too eager. You know, but, oh, I want to talk to you right away. You know, let's go voicemail, call when you get a chance. Or, and maybe if it's like a close friend or if it's, well, yeah, don't do that to your wife. You know, that'd probably be bad. But what I'm saying is, like, if it's somebody you don't think you have to answer right away, it's, nah, it's all right. It's all good. Here's the other thing. Now, I don't live in a horrible area of town, but, you know, I don't live in a great area of town. Let's just put it that way. Do you ever answer the doorbell when somebody comes to your door? Yeah. Um, I'm going to get in trouble for bringing this up. I try not to. Um, and, and, you know, I guess there are times where you, you sort of you look out before you, I mean, I think we'd all be guilty of looking out to make sure it's someone we know or don't know. You know, I, I, I don't know that very many people have come to the door all that much lately, probably especially because of COVID. But um, I think most of the time it's uh, people come, come at you when you're at a gas station or you're, you know, you're exiting a gas station or you're at a gas pump and they're like, Oh, can I have some money? Or can I have, and it's sometimes you're like, well, you don't want to say no and be rude, but you also don't want to like, you know, have someone take advantage of you as well that, you know, may or may not need it or steal your car. Who knows? I mean, you, you got to be skeptical. And I think, you know, you part of my know problem, yeah, I think part of my problem is, is I've become a lot more skeptical ever since like becoming a, a crime reporter because I feel like I've seen just about any type of crime in a police report that you can see, you know, that you can hear of, whether it's stealing a car or, or taking, you know, robbing someone after they've given you a couple bucks or whatever it may be, you know? So, you, I mean, I think you get a little bit more skeptical when you've dealt with crime reports like that. Not that we do stories on, on things like that, but you just you read it you kind of see it and you're like, okay, it makes you kind of be skeptical of the world in general. I think. I'm going to take a step further. Craig, we got to know each other pretty well. If I come to your house or you come to my house, give me a call before you come. Yeah. You know what I mean, I, yeah. I know there's some people. Now, we live, I don't know, probably at least two and a half, maybe three hours away. So it'd be kind of crazy for me to drive up on announce. But, you know, say we live in the same city or whatever. Right. You know, sometimes people just drop in. No, don't drop in on me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I call ahead of time before I go to my mom and dad's house. Yes. I mean, you know. Just to let them know, hey, can I come over? And I'm coming over, you know, or whatever, because they might not be home. I mean, you know, I don't want to like go there or, or scare them to death if I'm showing up unannounced or thinking that something's wrong because I've come to their house and you know I'm standing there waiting for them to answer the door. So, you know, I, I don't even show up unannounced to my mom and dad's house, you know, let alone uh, even a friend or whoever. Well, and hey, we've got the sense of privacy. I had date day with my wife. Don't come on my date day when we're hanging out at the house. And come yeah. on, don't do that. Don't. Now I can understand how it was maybe twenty years ago. But it's just like in the good old days. Yeah. You know, if you're on the internet, your phone's tied up. You know what I mean? If you have dial-up, or if you have a teen that's talking to their girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, your phone's tied up. So you might sit there and say, "Oh my gosh, I need to get a message to Craig. How am I going to do this?" But again, we're in this world that we have text. We have calls. I mean, hey, I could be on the phone with somebody. Craig calls me. The number comes yeah. in. I could pick it up right away. So there's no reason. And, again, it's your parents. It's your friends. 
It's the robber trying to steal your stuff. Call first. Set yeah. appointment. Oh, yeah. Never, it's funny because, you know, we talk about this and I talk about, you know, calling ahead of time before I go to my mom and dad's. But then, like, let's say there's a, um, you know, quadruple homicide in Fremont tomorrow. I'm going to someone's door next door, knocking on their door without, you know, being announced. And, you know, that's kind of scary, too, a little bit. Um, I remember a time where we had a, a teen on teen shooting and it was a cousin shooting a cousin. And the very next day, the very next morning, I went to the, the cousin's house that passed away from the gunshot. And, you know, there's a lot of people in the front yard. There's a lot of people around the house. And I'm here. I'm coming up. Yeah, I've got my ID badge and I'm dressed like I'm a reporter. But it's kind of nerve wracking because yeah. you don't know how you're going to be. You don't know how people are going to approach you because, you know, there's already sort of a weird stigma with media anyway. And then to couple that, you're you're also infringing on their property knocking on their door, getting in, you know, up onto their patio and seeing if anybody's home or wanting to talk to someone. So it's kind of weird how my personal life, I call ahead. And sometimes in my professional life, you just can't, you know, sometimes I try to look people up or find them and say, Hey, can we talk? Can we meet up? And then other times you just got to go right to the door and start knocking on people's doors, which can also be sort of nerve wracking for them and yourself, because you don't know how people are going to approach you when they see you on their front steps. Being journalism, I just stock in social media. I mean, I work from home, so unless there's big news happening on my street, I'm probably not going to be going out. So, but you know, if I'm looking for that family member of you know victim or whatever the case may be, I'm more likely to reach out to you on Facebook or Twitter. So I, I got to. Yeah, yeah, I, I try to, to make that. Yeah, I try to do the social media route as much as possible. Um, like we had a, a couple of months ago, we had a fatal fire in Fremont. And, you know, someone tagged one of the daughters of the woman who passed away. And I quickly and immediately messaged her because it, it can be very jarring to show up at someone's house or, you know, whatever it may be. And it can be jarring to get a Facebook private message from a stranger, especially a stranger that wants to do a story on, you know, a tragic event that just happened in your family. More often than not, I think people are, are good about talking and wanting to talk. It's very cathartic for them. But then there are also times where you get family that, blow, you know, that you get the blowback of, I don't want to talk. And how dare you, you know, talk, try to talk to me in this weird traumatic time. And I get that. I completely get that, too, because, you know, if I was on there in their shoes, I'd probably say the same thing in some ways. But, you know, it's part of the job, too. And it's very difficult when you have to basically just walk up to a person's house and knock on their door and hope that they don't want to shoot you because you're on their front porch. Let's save our other two topics for another day. I got to tell you my other story. I need your advice, Craig. You can help me out. This is where I might get in trouble, but hey, I got you. I'll say, hey, Craig brought it up. <laughs> Craig forced this answer on me. So, all right. So here's what's going on. We have a home health care worker that comes to our house. And, you know, we, we're not giving him a key, but she has to knock on the door. Okay. Yeah, we'll look out make sure it's a home health care worker we're wearing. Sometimes if we know that she's coming right away, we'll say, all right, we'll leave the door unlocked. You can come in. You know, now, we don't leave the door unlocked all the time. But if we know she's coming in five minutes, that would not have to be right by the door. Okay, so here's the case. So, okay, I understand. I'll answer the door. Is someone coming to my home to help out our kid? You saw a picture of him. What does that mean, Craig? Since you had text of him watching SpongeBob SquarePants, which was, oh, my goodness. The, the kid never wants to watch TV. I showed him that. 
He sat there for 40 minutes and started whining when I turned it off. I said, dude, you got to go to bed. He's like, it was, it, just, it, was, it was a thing. The power right. of SpongeBob. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm just – well, he watches it on his tablet. And it's just one show on his tablet. And we keep forgetting, saying, hey, we're going – we need to turn on the TV for him. So I drag him out of the room. I'm like, Aaron, you got to come. You got to check this out. Leave your tablet. And he thought he was in trouble. So he starts whining to me. I said, dude, I'm going to blow your mind. Follow me. So I finally got him to follow me. We got our big TV, turned on SpongeBob, all his eyes wide open. I, I mean, it was like it was like the Holy Grail. It was like, here you go, bud. Oh, it was crazy. That's great. Well, so, all right. But what I'm saying is, okay, so she comes over and helps the 14 year That's great. We, we need to open the door. We didn't know when she's coming. Fine. No problem. It's part of life. I'm telling my wife, and she disagrees with me. I said, with the exception of this lady, and we know about what time she's coming, do not open the front door to anybody else. And she's like, well, what if somebody wants to talk to us? Or what if somebody else? <laughs> I'm like, and she's like, oh, you're too scared of robbers. Not everyone's a robber. I'm like, how do we know anybody that, you know, I don't want to take that chance. Exactly. If I'm working at home alone during the day, I don't want to knock the door and have some Jehovah's Witness or whoever you know, talk to me for 20 minutes and let me really get away. Leave some paperwork, you know, leave paperwork in my mailbox. I don't care. Yeah. But leave me alone, you know. Send me an email. If I care, I'll email you back, you know. With with how much, you know, and again, maybe it's the journalist in me, but with how, with how much things have changed in the world, with how many people there are that are looking to make a quick buck or take advantage of the system or take advantage of one thing or another, you just never know what you're opening the door to. And I think you need to be skeptical unless it is someone that you're expecting at that particular time, um, you know, or whatever it may be. It, it, you just you just don't know. You don't know who you're opening the door to. It may look – you could go look through a peephole or a curtain and see someone out there that looks, you know, unassuming. And then all of a sudden they're, you know, there to hurt you or, or take your stuff or take advantage of you. So, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing to be skeptical of the world, even though my myself and my wife always try to look at the good in everybody and, and, and assume that everybody's in it for the right reasons. But being in my job with what I've, I mean, I've covered cops now for seven straight years almost. And, you know, you get skeptical about these people because you read reports that people knock on someone's door and then all of a sudden they're breaking in or it's someone, you know, a lot of these uh burglaries and, and strong-armed assaults that I see in, in my local area, a lot of them are people that they know that are, are you know, forcing their way in to, you know, burglarize or sexually assault someone. You just don't know. It's it's okay to be skeptical. It's it's not the end of the world. To You're not being mean or, or uninviting if you don't answer your door or, or your phone like we talked about earlier. If someone really needs to talk to you, they will call you and leave a voicemail or they'll call you in advance of coming over and say, hey, I might be around, you know, 10 to 10, 15. Expect me at your house. Or if you if that's OK, I'll be at your house in an hour. That way. No, I mean, it's not it's nothing bad about assuming that everybody's there for wrong reasons, because you don't know that they're not. And you don't want to assume that they're not and open the door and that that be the one time that they are there for malicious intent and something bad happens. So, no, you're you're completely okay with that. See, I'm even thinking about this except for, okay, you and I know each other, we're friends. 
I we went to Indiana a couple weeks ago. Okay, and I was halfway thinking. I knew we didn't have the time, but I'm like, man, maybe like we could have taken it away. That would have been too far away from your house. Probably been a little out of the way, but maybe we could have stopped. Now I don't know exactly your physical address, so I would have had to call right. unless I just start knocking on random doors and we're at home or not. But I guess I'm saying is, even if I knew your physical address, okay, yes, I'm not going to harm you. I may talk to you off and be like, oh, dude, get away. But I'm not going to physically harm you or anything else like that. But I'm thinking is, okay, I had second thoughts, even from a time perspective, saying, boy, we need to get home. And we're tired. Right. We got to go home and do our thing. So I was already having doubts, even if I would have picked up the phone and say, hey, Craig, you're around. We would like to come say hi or whatever. But even if I knew your physical address, I said, man, it's going to rock Craig's world if I knock on his door. It's going to be great. <laughs> you almost have disrespect for people when you do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, hey, if I called you and gives you the freedom of saying, ah, not today, dude, or I'm tired, or you got to go home, you're tired. You can make up a million excuses why you can't yeah. do it. But if I'm knocking on the door, I love my dad. My dad's been uh, gone for like f- over five years. Wish I could have him back. I mean, I get a little bit of both my arms to have him sit here. You know, we could talk in the podcast, whatever else case might be. But my dad used to have a huge problem with that. He would go to family members' house. He would knock on my wife and I house. Hey, how you doing? Just was by. Want to come and say hi? And literally got to the point where a cousin of mine, his wife, just said, hey, you've got to go. I mean, it was like 730. And he got really hurt going, oh, that's, you know, that's my nephew. Why wouldn't they invite me in? Because right. it's 730 at night. And again, I'm sorry. Dad, if you hear us in heaven, sorry, I'm ready to bring this up. But, you know, don't knock on people's doors. Uh, my speech coach from high school, I was in speech and debate. My dad drove me over to see her because we were driving around. And this was like, what, 10 years ago? I'm not sure where she's at right now. But he, I'm like, man, I miss my coach, uh, Mrs. Rhodes, or uh, we call her Stover, whatever the case might be. My dad's like, hey, I know where she lives. Let's go by and knock on the door. <laughs> and I, I literally, I, I didn't want to punch him. I didn't want to, you know, grab the wheel and say, you're not doing this. So I had to sheepishly go, and thank God she wasn't home. But, you know, I, but I was nice the whole way over going, oh, Dad, you know, let's don't do this. Dad, let's go watch a game. You know, I was trying to think of anything. Like, <laughs> Dad, there's something wrong with me, you know, or something. You know yeah. I mean, it seems like confessing all kinds of strange stuff, but yeah, it's, just well, it's very true weird. though. I mean, it's it's kind of like the uh, the old cell phone thing where, you know, twenty years ago or ten years ago, even you always had like different ringtones for different friends, and then now when those friends call, you send them straight to voicemail or wonder why they didn't text you. I mean, it's the same thing with the whole un- unannounced visit. You know, it sounds like it could be a Seinfeld episode, and you know, technically speaking, I think every. Seinfeld episode is an unannounced visit because Kramer comes walking in the jo- the door with Jerry all the time. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you got to call. You have to call because you don't, first of all, you don't know what their situation is. You don't know if they're home. You don't know if like, oh, 730 is uh, bath time for a kid or 730 yeah. is dinner time or whatever it may be. Or, you know, we're going out that night. Like, or it's I think podcast it's a, recording night. Yeah. Right, right. I think it's a it's a common courtesy, especially in this day and age, where people are so busy and go, 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 that you need to at least say, hey, like when I go to my friend's house in my hometown, I tell him, hey, I'm in town. 
do you want me to come over or, or should I come over? What time should I come over? It's never knock, knock, knock. Hey, I'm here. What's up, man? Because I don't know that he's going to have, you know, availability to see me or he's going to be there or whatever. So, you know, and it's not a, it's not, it's not a bad thing that I have to call or text or say, Hey, I'm on my, my way home. Are you home? Do you want me to come over this week or whatever? It's, there's nothing, there's no slight against yourself for having to announce that you want to come over because people are busy. They have different things going on in their lives. And, you know, like in our case, you know, my, my wife takes care of her brother. So there may be a situation where we don't want guests in the house because maybe, you know, she's doing something with him or whatever it may be. So, you know, it's always good to have someone say, Hey, I'm in town. Would it be okay? And then you can at least say yay or nay to that. Well, here's the other thing. If I, like, like the example must come back from Indiana. If I knew your physical dress, I drove up to you. I'm not a real friend. I could sit here and say, oh, we do podcasts together. And, oh, I got my records to a podcast. I could say wherever I'm at. You should question what my real motives are. <laughs> like, say, does he really does he really want to be friendly to me? Yeah, he, we do this podcast network together, whatever. But, no, you're showing somebody that you're not really, truly a friend to them. I'll take another step for that. Boy, I am going to get in trouble for this, Craig. I guarantee you. I will. It won't be your fault. Um, <laughs> you can't set, and we'll end on this, whatever that relationship's like, if you're knocking somebody's door at 7 p.m. at night, if you're a Facebook friend of them, or if you're following them on Twitter, or if they're following you, or if you subscribe to their podcast or Facebook post, whatever the nature of the friendship is, if somebody doesn't do it, don't freak the heck out. I had uh, Craig. I tell you, I got about ten people in my life because of political posts, and they freak out about something I say here on the podcast. I block them. Okay, sounds harsh, maybe, but I block them because it got to the point where it's really just wearing me down. You know what I mean? I mean, Craig, I could get that with you. I, mean, I think we built up enough trust with each other that. I could probably screw up 50 times. You're probably like, ah, he's weird, but I'm still good. But, man, maybe if I did 100 times, you'd be like, dude, I'm blocking you. I don't need to say more in my life. You know what I mean? Right. Had some people in my life that did that. I blocked them. Man. I had one person actually call. And, I mean, I blocked this person everywhere. I it just love them as a person. I don't hate anybody. It just wasn't working. Called for a different it's, number. Why did you block because, me? You know, my wife, she doesn't like posting where we're from, you know, like right. on, you know, or if we're going somewhere or something, she doesn't really tag like, Hey, you know, out in Sandusky or whatever, or, you know, or she doesn't really have it on like social media, like where she's from or where she lives because she's afraid, you know, that people might try to find her or find me yeah. because I work at the paper. If someone doesn't like a story that I wrote, you know, she doesn't want people to know that we live in a certain area or wherever. And I get that. I mean, I'm not, to that level, maybe, even though I'm, a, I'm very cautious about it, too, because, um, you know, even though Sandusky is not a, a small, small, small city like I was from in Willard, but it's still small enough to where I guess if you could find someone, you could find someone, you know, whereas in Columbus, it's going to take you a little bit of time. There's so many areas and different, you know, areas of the of the city and outside the outskirts and things like that. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not as and that level yet, but I'm kind of, I understand where she's coming from and why she does that because it's, it's the fear factor. You don't know that maybe someone 
you know, just finds you, doesn't like you and wants to come harm you. I mean, you know, you can find someone in a small city, you know, at some point or another, you can look people up and, you know, so it's, it's a little nerve wracking at times. But see, this person, we were definitely friendly to over the years. You know, it's not like some creep that, you know, message you on social media and freaked you out. I mean, this right. is the person I was friendly to for years. And what kind of creeped me out, to be honest with you, was, you know, this person called me from another phone number asking me what happened. No, no, Craig, I, I'll go I'll go this far. We know each other and we work together long enough, you know, with this thing as well as our regular jobs. Okay, if you blocked me tonight, I might be like, Craig, why'd you block me, dude? We know yeah. each other pretty well. What's happening? That's fine. But if, you know, we fall in touch and you block me 15 years from now, weird if I call you, right, and say, hey, Craig, we used to do a podcast together. Why'd you block me? Those <laughs> things happen. Sorry. There's reasons why I unfollow certain people on Twitter. Now, I don't block them, but I unfollow certain people on Twitter. I mean, you just got to do what you got to do. And right. It's tough. Boy, I, I'm, I'm making enemies. Craig, this could be the most <laughs> awkward podcast I've done because. Craig, you're going to get a lot of phone calls now. A lot of phone calls. I mean, weird one, Facebook messages or something. And we talked to uh, Alison Ward last week, and she was saying she was getting a weird message on LinkedIn. I mean, they'll be coming from all over the place for me. Yeah. On my Tumblr and whatever accounts. Well, and that's kind of part of like you know, especially with with journalism now is you know you're more so than anything you're you're trying to create a brand that people want to follow, which is you know I want them to say, hey, Craig wrote a story. I want to see what he wrote about, even if they don't care about Loki or care about whatever I'm writing about. They they read my stories because I wrote it. And part of that branding is being outward on social media, whether it's right. Facebook and Twitter, you're posting in groups, um, you know. Yeah, there comes to some point. You're going to make as many enemies as you are friends. I mean, there are people that are friendly with me on Facebook, but then there are also people that hate me on Facebook because I post on a, you know, a story in a group that you have to pay for or whatever because news isn't free. And some people are, they just don't like that. They don't get it. So they don't like me because I post on Facebook. How dare I post on a free, and we use that with quotes, free, you know, item like Facebook, which is not free, but everybody assumes it's free because you can sign up for it. But, you know, at the end of the day, there are probably more people that dislike me that like me in Fremont or wherever. And I understand that, but it, it also leads, leads you to get, you know, we, we had the, um, one guy that I wrote about his trial for making bomb threats, and he ended up going to prison. I wrote about him, and he made some threats to some public officials. And then, you know, six months later, we got a thing in the mail, you know, threatening us, you know, and, and threatening other newspapers. So, you know, not to say that, you know, I feared for my safety at home, but you just never know. You never know what someone's capable of doing and finding out things about you or where you live. Because, again, we're outward on Facebook. We have our branding created people, you know, this is part of it. You know, this podcast is sort of part of it where we're having fun, but we're also branding ourselves, you know, and, and people listen to it or don't listen to it, but they might, you know, pick up on things that I like or things that you like or places where you're from or, you know, restaurants and businesses that you and I like or whatever. So that's just more fuel to the fire that they could use uh, to their advantage. But at the end of the day, you just have to live your life. You be skeptical of people and, and try to be as safe as possible. But yeah, I am not down for the un, the you know the 
knock on the door at any time of the day, whether unless I'm expecting you to be there. If you want me to block it, talk to media. I mean, we've had people that used to work on this program that got started to think it was cool to start yelling about the media and saying the media makes stuff up. Hey, if you do that on a podcast or or to me on social media, you're probably going to get blocked. Sorry. Uh, and, and you may sit there and say, well, why are you in journalism? I'm in journalism because that's what I love. That's what I like to do. Um, you know, Craig's a journalist. Brandon, who's often on the show, is a journalist. Uh, you know, you saw Allison Ward last week. I do that because, yes, I think they're compelling people have a lot to say. But I do that because I love journalists. I, I really do. I mean, they put a lot of work for not that much money. They're dedicated to their craft and everything else. So don't rip on that. And, and we've had people that are on my block list for that reason alone. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. And you say, well, that's unfair or whatever. Okay, think about your profession. If you're a pastor, if you're a data analyst or a teacher, whatever, uh, home health care worker, like your wife, you know, if I said, I hate them, they suck, how would you feel? You know, right. it is what it is. So. All right, well, hey, it's a huge idea. Tell me if you agree with my idea um, as we close. Okay, you come to my door, please call me, or, or I'm not letting you in. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. <laughs> or yeah. if if it's Craig or Brandon or a family member, I might let you in, but I might say, Dude, it's 7.30. What are you doing? Please right. call me first next time. I mean, right. like, I'm not going to shoot a gun out, Craig, or anything else like that. Right. But, I, but I'm not going to let you in have you stay for two hours and never talk about it again. No, I'm going to let you know and say, hey, this is weird. Um, on social media, understand that for me, I follow people for weird reasons. I unfollow and block people for weird reasons. So, hey, if we're friends on Facebook, great. If we're not... It may not be you. <laughs> Don't call me to ask. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unless, unless we know each other really well and do, do a lot of work together. And, and what was the other thing? Oh, calling? Yeah. Uh, I'm taking Craig's advice. I'm going to put numbers in my phone. And even if I know you, I might like go to voicemail. Just because if I'm they, busy. If, I got yeah, stuff going on. Yeah. If they need you enough, they'll they'll send you a voicemail. If they need, if they need a call back, and it's not a robo call or whatever. They'll leave a voicemail, and at, at that point, you can listen to it. It takes 20, 30 seconds, maybe a minute of your time, and probably five seconds into it, you'll know whether you need to make a call back or not, honestly. So, yeah, voicemail is a good thing. I'm trying to do better about messaging people or giving me a text. Now, there, there were a couple times. We were kind of, we always provide the same content in this network, but we've changed up our presentation, the package, the way we give it to you. Sometimes Craig and I have talked by text. And I'm like, boy, this is hard to explain. So I'm like, hey, I'll give you a call. And you've done that to me before. But I'm trying to do that messages more. And hey, if certain people in my life call me, I offer a text. What do you need? You know? <laughs> you know, just text it to me or send me a Facebook message or whatever. So very good. Well, Craig, as always, appreciate your time. Um, yep. You can check Craig out the rest of the week. Um, again, piece of content every day. Let me list some real quick. We got uh, the Bob Garber show. <laughs> I love Bob Garber. Just make the laugh. I will say though, before you go on, uh, Bob Bob said that we should share the the show name because he said that I do as as much as he does on that show. And I said, oh. well, this is about your reviews, Bob. So I think we'll keep it as the Bob Garber show. But he was very uh, very nice in, in saying that I deserve okay. some credit for the show too, even though cool. he's the main attraction. That's what I say. That's that's what brings. It's like the old R&B song. My milkshake brings all boys to the yard. Well, 
Bob brings all the voice again. Oh, it sounds weird, but it makes a laugh. Um, we've got to get. And Craig, you you are our conduit to Bob Garvey. It used to be me. Now you're the guy. We have to go through Craig to get to Bob. It's like you know, if Bob was the ISIS leader, you know, you can't approach the ISIS leader alone. You have to go through a conduit. You know, and I, I, Bob's not ISIS leader. Strange analogy, but yeah, yeah, I couldn't think of anything better. Well, what I'm saying is, we, we've got to show on. This is just a bonus show we're doing in place of Hope Interrupted, but. We've got hour-long show. Could you imagine Bob Garver and say, "Bob, we're not asking about Space Jam or anything else. <laughs> we're, we're, we're just shooting the breeze with you." Oh, no, I don't. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's me, really and I, he, and, he and I connect very well because we both yeah. love movies. Um, but you know, that would be interesting. Uh, you know, we, we recently did a, an episode of our favorite movie theater experiences, like watching movies in theaters. And a lot of his were about, you know, being with crowds and, and seeing okay. people's reactions. So I don't know. I think Bob would shoot the breeze on some topics. You know, I think if he had some time to look at it. Um, but yeah, I mean, what if we did our movies? What if we did our Bob not about movies? Wow. I'll see what he says, man. I'll talk and, to him. And see. You know what else, too? You you were there. That it was when I was the conduit to Bob Garver. Bob was at his mom's house. I, I can't remember Bob's mom, Mrs. Garver or whatever. What if we got... Now, it may have to be a Bob and Mrs. Garver. But what if on our panel, like where we have guests, if we talk for an hour to Bob and Bob's mom, they could share stories of Bob in high school and oh, oh. the two of us may be the only ones that like it. I'm not much sure other people will too, but I would that could be our biggest get, Craig. I mean yeah. you yeah, could retire well. right now and say, Hey, I can't provide you a bigger name guest than Bob Garver and Bob's mom. It'll be great. So well, no, we, we we love Bob Garver. It's fun having him on. Um and then we go reviewing with um George Thomas. Uh, Craig does that each week. Uh, he has a separate review show where he talks about streaming stuff. Um, as we said before, we have Hope Interrupted. Uh, we've got a show where me, Paul Yanchik, and Joe Frost get silly and get goofy. Uh, what else What else are we doing? I think that's... Uh, oh, I um, uh, Laura and I, we talk sitcoms. Oh, yes, yeah. And, and we've been talking Seinfeld, but it's not on streaming right now, so we're uh, starting up on Frasier, and then our hope interrupted people. They come in. So lots of fun stuff. Craig, I got to run. I'm, I'm seeing some issues on my Facebook going upstairs, so I better take care of that. As always, thanks, Craig. We'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.